Hello, and welcome to Label Sessions Presents. Label Sessions is a global platform that connects you to the best advice for the most interesting people. Whether you want advice, mentoring, or ideas. I'm Josh Nix, content producer for Label Sessions, and in this episode, I talk to Derwin Goodall. Derwin is an award-winning leader in graphic and brand design with a career spanning 30 years. Today, he finds himself as the principal creative director at his own design studio, Goodall Integrated Design, bringing to life fresh new designs across Canada and the globe. Derwin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Um, at Label Sessions, we know you as a collaborative designer, someone who can bring brands to life and also a teacher of, tra- of uh, graphic design. Um, to kick us off, could you bring to life for our audience your career and your design journey? I've been at this for, uh, I'd say, I don't know, close to 30 years, having worked with the best <clears throat> studios in Toronto for a short while. Then I was a partner with with another designer for close to a decade. And um, uh, when that wound down, I broke out on my own. And so my company called Goodall Integrated Design is uh, where I'm at right now. And the, and the, the word integrated is, is, is important in the sense that we integrate messages, we integrate strategy, we integrate fulfillment, we integrate craft. Uh, but we also integrate talent uh, in the sense that uh, I'm sort of agile from a business standpoint. I can ramp up, let's say, other production designers or let's say another graphic designer uh, as well. Routinely, I do. I, I, I run brand strategists and writers, photographers, illustrators. And so um, I find that model works for me because you know, the ups and downs of business are just the reality of life these days, I guess. Um, and so that's proved to be, you know, working well in my favor. So um, I come from the corporate world, um, but ever since, um, you know, I guess a number of years ago, I've sort of branched into arts and culture, but sticking to the brand identity world, uh, brand systems, uh, storytelling, sort of spread my wings a little bit there. Um, still very much involved in print design, uh, but also interactive experiences. And I guess to sort of, you know, distill what I do, what I think my value add is, um, I, I'm able at this point in my career because I've worked with a a number of different clients across many sectors is to turn, um, complicated, uh, design, uh, complicated business problems specifically into uh, easy to grasp uh, and, and understandable concepts uh, and visual systems uh, across uh, different media, um, whether it's print or identity work or, or, or electronic interactive experiences, just distilling down the di- what I call the differentiators uh, of, of, of a company. We look hard and fast and, and deep on, on what makes companies different and do a lot of research and, 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 you know, sort of deep dive into who the audience is, uh, how do we connect with the audience in a sort of meaningful way and realize that brands are, you know, evolving. They, you know, have a core, you know, core essence, if you will. And then we work with them over a number of years and, um, you know, develop and respond to their challenges in their marketplace. I mean, you know, COVID has certainly put a spin on a, a number of different ways of doing business. So a lot of it's more electronic and, and social media. So, you know, we work with those issues and those uh, challenges as well. 
And, uh, you know, the, the ultimate thing for, for me as a business owner is to develop business relationships that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess, more of a strategic creative partner in the process. And I work with my clients and, and develop their, uh, their, their, uh, solve their business goals moving forward. So I guess that's really it in a nutshell. And, and, a, and a wonderful nutshell by the sounds of it. It's a hell of a career. So um, yeah, I could. that's brilliant. So to, to, to go a little bit more into the design elements, do you have a particular style of design? When, when people see your work, is there a thread that makes it identifiably yours? Because for me, when I was looking into a little bit of your work, I really, really enjoyed, I mean, I was impressed by the portfolio that was on display, but I really, really enjoyed the uh, meaningful series of um of the colorful sort of like minimalist almost designs about positive messaging and um, that was just wonderful it really caught my eye I really liked the sort of word that, that was working and uh, obviously you know people can't see the it's obviously because it's a podcast so they'll have to look into it just to get a grasp of what it looks like but would that be uh, a Fred for example well that that's so thank you very much for the for the nice comments um I guess just around when COVID started to land, uh, I thought, well, you know, now it's time to sort of, instead of doing client outreach, which I still do, obviously, but meetings in person were kind of not happening. So now we meet on Zoom and things are coming around, but I decided to, I, I, I needed to um, really reach out and promote myself uh, primarily through social media and design award shows, which have been brilliant. And, and so you know, there's no shortage of topics to capture these days, right? So whether it's politics, whether it's, um, you know, COVID, I suppose, less so now, um, you know, climate change, all these things. So I thought, um, how can I promote my primarily typographic skills, but also my, my, I guess you could say storytelling skills, capture those in, an, in sort of a short you know, creative exercise that are really posters that I print out, you know, from time to time, uh, how can those get noticed, you know, at small scale, but also look great at big scale. Um, so I guess to answer your question, I think, um, I'm the client. I, I know what I think a lot of people, I know how messages resonate with people. So I, I keep them bold and colorful. Um, I get a lot of likes on social media. And so, you know, um, I have a, a, a very high standard on on what I want to do, and quite often they're typographic. But you know, I think people look at this and they remember it. And, and so, do I have a style? I don't know. Um, maybe <laughs> I try. I try not to, but maybe more so with with the poster work. But I find I'm I'm fairly resilient and chameleon like when it comes to corporate work. Um, when it comes to arts and culture, there's, I think, a different sensibility in play there. But the poster work, you know, I'm just going full stop on impact, on, you know, important messaging, memor memorability, is that a word? Me you know, you know, whatever. Uh, just just to, I, I think, um, resonate with people that I'm a creative person. Uh, early on, I did a poster called... Uh, this was like when COVID was full stop going crazy. Uh, there was a big heart and in the middle, there was big type saying, I see you, you know, love I see you because the frontline workers were, were the, were the heroes, at least, you know, from what I could gather. 
I've, I've had COVID once and it was not a big deal, but this was a, in, in the sort of time in which, you know, COVID was really wreaking havoc on, on most corners of the world. And so I have a friend who's a business associate. He was apparently afflicted with health problems to do with COVID. And, uh, so one day, you know, he was in the hospital, he, he's okay, which was awesome. But he was in the hospital and he noticed uh, that poster. It was a big red heart with yellow with some copy at the bottom. Love ICU. He told me that made a difference in his day. It gave him a little bit of, you know, pleasure, you know, distraction. He's a visual guy, but he's also a brand strategist. And I thought that's the highest praise, you know, for someone, you know, for me to make a slight bit of difference in somebody's day. Um, when they're not having a good one, I think that was really meaningful to me. So that's, that's, that's a wonderful story. I'm sorry to hear about your friend. I'm, I'm hoping he's feeling better, obviously. He's fine. I mean, you know, uh, I think we've all had a bit of a rough go with this. And now that we're coming out of this three year sort of black hole, I think as graphic designers, we have a, a big responsibility and a, and a great opportunity to spread um, good messages and help people who want to, um, communicate great messages. And I think that's just an amazing thing, you know? It absolutely is. I was just about to say the reception of a piece is almost as gratifying as, as gratifying as making it. And it sort of, it takes on a life of its own. It's almost like it isn't yours anymore. It becomes the people's, it becomes the audience's piece. Yeah. Like I think of the, I love New York you know, graphic that Milton Glaser did, it becomes part of the culture. Unfortunately, that got changed recently, which was too bad. I think of other debacles like the Johnson & Johnson brand logo, which went from something that was, I think, you know, uh, I wouldn't say cultural, but it, it had a it had a, a bunch of equity attached to the old wordmark, and now they sort of gentrified it. And um, I think it lost a lot of the charm and became this kind of, corporate rebland, as I call it, you know? So there's been a lot of pushback on that from the, from the graphic design community, at least. So I think reach, reaching people, reaching audiences, you know, in thoughtful, interesting ways, uh, is, is what I feel. I, I really grabbed my kind of interest. To, to go back to a little bit about your approach, uh, from that, how has your design approach evolved over time? Not necessarily just a creative and style, stylistic sort of choice, but also in terms of your process, say working with clients or working individually. In a sort of uh, big way, it, it's gotten deeper. You know, it's gotten more strategic. It's gotten to be more about listening than me thinking. Not that I, well, maybe I did like early days. I thought, yeah, I know more than this guy, but the client knows their business obviously way more than I do. At a certain point, I will know, you know, enough, but I, I only, you know, get to know that information through listening to people and, and sort of taking it in. So my early meetings are really about that, you know? And so my approach has, has evolved. Um, I mean, I, I still think design outcomes need to be crafted. And I think beauty is, is a strong thing. I mean, you know, a lot of just some designers think, you know, well, we don't get, we don't want to get sidetracked by beauty, but okay, no, of course, it's got to be strategic, smart, and reach the audience. But if if a design does not look resolved and is and is not remembered um, because it's on, you know, it doesn't look great, then I think 
you know, the designer's not reaching, not, is not fulfilling his or her obligation. So, but yeah, I mean, my, my approach has evolved to the point where it's very strategic, it's very collaborative, it's, um, uh, we dig deep into, you know, what the client is, is wanting. It's all, really, it's all about them. And, you know, I, I sort of get a hold of the, the bigger picture and then we start to sort of pick it apart. We start to have conversations and um, I make suggestions like, did you think of this? Did you, um, what about that? You know, and quite often they think, oh, that's interesting. It's only because I'm, I'm up to speed on them as an organization and them as a client who has a has an end goal and that's really my job to to make that happen uh, apart from all the project management and the budget management you know the creative you know the brainstorming the design process and the final execution and all the craft you know it's it's a it's a full plate these projects are usually complicated and uh, intense, but ultimately, you know, rewarding, you know, all, all the time. So, yeah. So, yeah. They think of it. Question, maybe. Oh, you absolutely didn't, and then some. That's great. But um, uh, you you mentioned it about being quite collaborative in your process. Is it is it hard to be a collaborative designer? Because a lot of a lot of design that speaks to me is obviously it's about curation, your sort of sense of taste, the style. From, from my perspective, would it actually be harder to be a collaborative designer than it would be to be more, you know, direct to your vision? Obviously, it depends on client work, but... Yeah, I mean, client client work, uh, there's a bit of a sliding scale there with that. And and, and being a, a business owner, I realize that it's, you know, obviously, um, clients pay the bills, so they, you know, it's it's really their, their project with me giving them assistance. But like I say, you know, some clients, um, the, you know, really good clients, it tends to be more collaborative and more, um, uh, you know, more of a partnership in that regard. And those are the clients that I really want to work with. Um, but you know, clients, clients are clients and, you know, through the, through the years, and I tend to have a lot of long-term relationships and we get to know each other. And we sort of work on the process together. So maybe, you know, at the end of the first year, I say, hey, what about this process? Could this better serve your needs, my requirements to to provide an excellent service and uh, a, a really special outcome? So, you know, there's all kinds of things going on. I mean, I you know, I don't, I'm not trying to sound like I'm sort of, you know, Mr. Highfalutant or not, but I don't. I don't need a ton to be busy. I I don't have thirty five employees, right? So I'd like to take on clients that share, you know, a common kind of sense not not sensibility, but who also want to be collaborative and um, you know work in that manner. Because I think working together in that way can create some really powerful outcomes. To also see eye to eye sort of attitude rather than the actual um, let's say the, the design principles. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I had a 10 year working relationship with a very corporate client in, in downtown Toronto. And it was very, I, I wouldn't say prescriptive to start with, but, you know, I got to know what they were all about, you know, and I didn't view that as an impediment. I view that as insight to say, okay, cool. That's great. You know, your business more than I do. 
And then gradually, I think things started to become a little bit more relaxed and more collaborative. So quite often, like out of the gate, it's, it's not like, you know, you know, we, we found our perfect matches, you know, but over time, because I have a vested interest in their successes, you know, things develop and things become, uh, things become extremely collaborative, which is great. This podcast is brought to you by Label Sessions, the global platform that connects you to the best advice from the most interesting people. Around the world, we work with brands to connect their people to true leaders, just like the people you hear on this podcast, for live sessions of advice, mentor, or sometimes to collaborate on ideas. To find out more, visit labelsessions.com and book in for a demo with our team. To go back from the process to also design, um, what sort of... Can you speak to what qualities you see that distinguish a great designer from a good one? And how would you sort of call them its qualities in your own work or in yourself? I guess strategic, collaborative, um, process-oriented, attention to budget, um, extremely focused on fulfillment and execution of craft. You know, like, it's such a a full circle process, you know, and... You know, if any any part of that sort of system falls apart, like, okay, if it isn't strategic, if it just looks pretty, then I don't think it's working. Okay, it might look, you know, great, but if it's not reaching the audience, then, you know, doesn't really matter. Conversely, if it's so strategically loaded um, and not properly executed, it looks like a student project. Not to say students don't, like a lot of my students do do really great work, but what I'm trying to say, it, it, it doesn't look finished and professional. And so um, for the people I work with, you know, the idea of being professional and appropriate to their audience is is top, is the goal, you know? Wonderful. So is this so like most things in life, it's, it's about that sort of balance? Yeah, it's about balance. I mean, you know, graphic design, the, the best graphic design, I think, is a real challenge to do. Working with clients and maybe there's pushback or maybe there's total buy-in. It, it can range daily. I mean, you know, so, you know, a great designer needs to be resilient, flexible, be a great listener, but also be um, a good um, appreciator of, of fine execution and craft. You know, so we wear a lot of hats, you know. Going from that, imagine you're speaking to, say, a business leader who doesn't really have a design background or design understanding. What sort of insights would you give to showcase to them the importance of, of a design? I wouldn't talk about design. I would talk about strategy. I would talk about their aspirations, their their goals, where they, what, I would ask them, why do you want to talk to me? I mean, you know, I would, I would leave the design aspect um, initially and just, I guess, talk to them about uh, what, what do they want? What are your plans? Do you want to grow your company? Okay, why are you going into a new market? You know, um, why are we having this conversation? So it's really, I think, for me, uh, about any conversation with whether it's a potential client or an existing client, just to get deeper into the in, into the weeds about uh, their plans and what they want to achieve. Then I then I sort of you know digest that and 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 you know we work on we work on strategy then we talk about we see do visual execution based on strategy and we build out a brand 
and hopefully, uh, you know, along the way they're invited in and, you know, they get super excited and then they feel, you know, this is happening and, you know, there's a, you know, certainly establishment of a trust factor is huge. I can't understate trust in the process. So winning their trust is, uh, I, I guess, another one of my goals, but it's only through hard work, being there, being accountable, listening and, and responding to what they want and how I can help them. Brilliant. So you'd almost go at it as if, uh, go at it from their sort of like, say for lack of a better term, like their sort of language and their sort of way of speaking of what they know rather than trying to elaborate on maybe concepts that they don't need to know initially. At a certain point, you know, being well equipped with insights and understanding, I think that's the only way to begin, um, my process when it comes to visualizing, interpreting and visualizing, you know, their, their information, I think it would be absolutely wrong to say, well, you know, um, you should look like this without having any relevant understanding about who these people are. You know, I think that's just, you know, shooting into the, into the wind. I mean, you know, it's, it's not happening. I take a much more sort of pragmatic strategic approach and then show an, a range of options that I think, um, or the team here thinks, uh, is, is, is possible given the information. So I like to be equipped with, with, um, with understanding before I do anything. And you were saying before, um, that obviously, you know, designers have a lot of hats. They're quite interdisciplinary and working in the disciplinary teams. Um, I, this might have sort of been answered already, but what sort of advice would you give to leaders who aren't designers, instead than the previous question, but are managing designers? I'd say, you know, you need to have, I guess, a creative lead on the project. So if, if in fact there's, you know, some discrepancy or some issue along the way, uh, creatively, strategically, what have you, then they need, you know, to get further opinion and further advice. Um, if someone does not know design and they're just managing designers, I would imagine, and this is an aspect of what I do. I'm looking at the timeline. Oh, we've got to get the first draft in place on Friday. Now it's Wednesday. Okay. Give them a call, right? Check in. Uh, that's more sort of operational sort of process. You know, oh, um, they've increased uh, the page count by 20 pages. That's going to impact the the fee or something like that. That to me is more uh, operational. But when it comes to, I guess, strategic or creative issues, um, you know, for any reason, I think there needs to be a creative lead on the project to, you know, consult and work that through. But then what? reflections or advice would you have for designers working in these kind of environments where maybe they are the only designer on a project, say if it's a small scale? If they're the only designer, um, I'd say you need to understand the client. You need to understand what they want. You need to understand the budget. You need to understand the timeline. And you have to sort of, I guess, do your best to uh, take all that in and come back with as thoughtful and as strategic and as uh, relevant design approaches as possible so that at least the conversation begins and you work work through the process with input and adjustments and everything like that. So I guess it's a similar thing, you know, very similar. And maybe moving into a little bit about the future, 
as a design leader yourself, how do you see your role evolving into the future and what sort of new challenges do you anticipate in design? I, I cannot predict, but <laughs> I can certainly uh, offer an opinion with, and I'm sort of reasonably ignorant with uh, AI kind of technology. So, I mean, I, I, I would hope there's regulation and oversight on that whole thing. Um, but as, as a, as a designer, I think, you know, designers, I suggest to become even more strategic and to be even more business savvy and to be even more, uh, you know, prone to listening and responding and, and let's say hiring an AI specialist to, you know, work through whatever is required. Uh, I was on a call recently where, uh, the A and an AI bot, I guess, was taking notes. And I think that's pretty efficient, you know, but, you know, I mean, just staying curious, just staying, um, you know, tuned in as best as possible. I mean, not one individual cannot do everything. It's, it's really impossible, but just, I guess, staying curious, um, uh, but also having a bit of a life outside of the profession to have a bit of a balance that way. And just, you know, uh, hanging out with people who are smarter than, smarter than me or smarter than whoever, because I think, you know, in general, people, creative people like to share, they like to, um, dialogue, uh, you know, and that's something I really believe in. I completely agree, especially on that last part of you have to, to, to be influenced and to design and to, to you have to live a life to share it. You have to live a life. You have to be, um, I don't know, you have to be, you know, fresh. You have to have wins. You have to feel good. Not to say, you know, I mean, life, life can be kind of daunting sometimes, but if you prioritize your, your own health and well-being and mental outlook, uh, physical uh, I think you will be better in life, generally speaking. Um, I think it's really impossible for any creative person to know every software, every new trend, and and do really great design work. So it's a matter of choosing what's important, and I think I spoke about that, and and associating oneself with people who do know more than more than let's say me in this case, and that's something I do as well. So one last question before we get into a lovely little bonus round is what projects are you excited to take on? I'm excited to take on projects that involve me from the, from the start in the sense that, okay, here we go. We have a client, client, let's say client number one, let's say, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> we're developing this new, okay, no, we're, we're an industry leader. We have a crappy brand. Let's let's unpack that. My brand doesn't communicate uh, why I'm successful as a company. I'm successful for all these reasons. My product is unique. It could be B to B, B to C, doesn't matter. Um, all those things, you know, um, and 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 the brand looks amateur. So I view that as a great opportunity to get involved. You know, at at the start. And, you know, sensing there's, you know, there's a good vibe in the room, like, you know, people respect what I do. I respect them as individuals. It's collaborative. You can really tell that from the start, I think, you know, or maybe that just needs a little bit of work and a little bit of time to sort of um, ripen and mature. But 
you know, we get into the weeds and we sort of develop the brand platform. We do a brand audit. You know, we, we make decisions along the way and we work through all of that stuff. And we start, let's say, with a visual identity program. You know, it's it's a building process. We lock that down. Maybe there's a word mark or a logo or something. And, you know, we, we work on type color. Um, and and we do, you know, interactive. We do um, print-based stuff. We do social media. And the brand sort of branches out. And so, you know, the design thinking and the design execution is is growing and, 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 and so they launch the brand, they're getting great feedback. I'm the hero. I think, I hope I try to be. And, um, in, in other words, you know, we've positioned them for success and the success that they deserve, you know, because so many companies these days, it's such a competitive landscape across the board and, you know, audiences change. People change, mandates change, things change, change is the thing, you know? So, you know, brands need to sort of be, I don't know, kind of um, adaptive. And so I'd like to be thought of as someone that client can come to to say, hey, you know, we're expanding into Europe. Our product line is doing great in North America. Let's let's do a, a bit of a demographic look and feel, you know, do some research on what matters in London or what matters in, I don't know, uh, Asia, you know, how can, how can my brand, um, you know, capitalize on those really potentially great markets. So, you know, I've had a couple of clients like that and those are the, those are the plum projects for me. Well, that wraps up our sort of main piece. We typically do a quick fire round. Um, so these are a little bit of fun questions that you'll either love or hate. Hopefully it's love. It's <laughs> love. love. Love is a better word than hate. Much, hate. much hate around today. So the first one is, can you describe your desk for our audience? Is it messy? Is it clean? Is it so organized? Or It's organized chaos. <laughs> I know where everything is, but I, you know, I've, I've heard people say a clean desk is the sign of a of a of a, a person who's not busy to, you know fuss and clean it up so i know where everything is there's stuff around there's stacks of books there's it it's really it's really organized chaos i think that's the best way anyone's put it most succinct anyway two words all yeah, you yeah. need <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> what examples could you give of like say most useful websites or people to stay on the pulse of your industry is this somewhere you look for inspiration i look at a number of different uh sources um i mean pentagram design in london in new york i look at collins brian collins that group is doing phenomenal work um i look at you know different individuals uh along the way i i i just you know, I see a lot of work that I'm inspired by and I, you know, repost it and I, I share work. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, that I kind of credit influencing my design career along along the way that um, that have had an input, you know. So I've been at it for a lot, you know, fairly long time. So there's a rich history of, of, of influences, you know. Uh, Paul Rand, Massimo Benelli, um, Michael Beirut, um, Wim Crowell, um, Eric Speakerman, 
lot of the design here are salt bass. Um, you know, it, it, it's, 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 the, the, there's a ripe world out there, um, of, uh, of people doing stuff. There's a guy in London, his name's Matt Lamont. He does design review. Uh, he's, he's this amazing guy who he's like a design curator. He, he shoots out all kinds of stuff. I don't know where he finds the time, but you know, a lot of retro design, a lot of new design. Um, but I'm getting also influenced from and, and aware of people in, in Asia and South Korea and Taiwan and so forth like this. I've had my poster work exhibited in, in that part of the world, you know, in, in Dubai and just to see what other people are doing, um, in a different culture is, is super enriching for me because like I say, the world is a big, big world with a lot of big problems, a lot of big good stuff as well you know um you know stefan sagmeister came out recently with a book and you know it's it's interesting because in in his opinion he feels there's a lot of good going on now in 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 a lot of aspects of the world compared to i guess 100 years ago but i guess that's sort of you know okay that's fine but but anyways um yeah. So yeah, I like to stay fresh, but I also like to look backwards as well. You know, in another life, what would be your career? I guess I'd love to be a musician. You know, I tried it when I was young and I failed miserably. So, um, not to say I have regrets. I mean, I could easily try it again, but I don't know something about music that reaches people, and it's it's not something I don't think people need to think about they react to it i mean okay if you're if you're playing you know dvorak string quartets yeah you got to be a technical super you know knowledgeable musician to play that stuff because it's super intense but if you're playing you know hip-hop or you're playing rock and roll you know it's cathartic right i, I cannot you know i i would have loved maybe i don't know i, I think that would be super interesting because I, I love music, um, but to actually play it and and feel that that um, coming together of people because I think um, whether it's a hip hop group or a rock band or whatever or an orchestra, I think that's the perfect democracy. Everybody's working together. Everybody's you know when 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 everybody's in the pocket, I guess you could say. When things are just, you know, you're not thinking, you're totally free, you know? And I, I would love to experience that, uh, that, that feeling, you know? I can't imagine anything better than that. Unless you got a great graphic design client, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, the idea of, you know, being in that space would be super cool, you know? That takes us on to our final question then. Um... It's something that we ask everybody, and it's quite, it's kind of, it's a bit, it's kind of a bit of a trademark, actually. Um, on a scale of one to ten, one being least and ten being most, how weird are you, Darren? Well, if my wife was here, maybe she would be better equipped to answer that. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, what is, what is weird? Weird. Okay, I'll just interpret it. That's a hard one. I'd say I don't know, maybe between seven and eight, depending on who you ask, but. You know, if, if, but it could be way less depending, you know, if, if it's another 
friend who knows me and but i i have i have unusual interests i mean i collect vinyl records you know I, i'm you know bordering on you know i wouldn't say ocd but i'm really determined and driven on certain things um you know i like it, it's a, it's a hard one to answer but um at the end of the day i just try try to be as good as i can and try and be as um you know supportive or kind and but realize that you know i'm i'm a flawed person too you know i'm um i do the best i can do and i think uh i want to i want to hear what everybody else has said before i come <laughs> in <laughs> I, I mean i think that's a that's a pretty good spot to to leave the if the leave it right there that's a wonderful way to end it and um i just want to say thank you so much for your time david it's it's been a great it's been a pleasure i i hope it i hope it's been i mean you know <laughs> so concludes another episode of label sessions presents be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast no matter your platform of choice and of course start your journey today with us at labelsessions.com 